Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? The day after Halloween. Yeah, how did you do? Did you get a lot of uh, goblins coming by your place? Uh, I am the goblin. Uh, (laughs) No, actually, I didn't. I I always buy a lot of candy. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to be house candy for the holidays. (laughs) Well, usually, (laughs) if I told you that for like 35 years, I have spent my Halloween nights uh, sitting on my porch handing out the candy. It's might been my job. That's what I did when I was younger, and that's what I was doing up until the pandemic. When my daughter said, no more, I, Dad, well, I'll take care of it. My daughter is very capable that way, and, and uh, she's capable in almost every way. She took over the job and did a great job, but I think they really replaced me at that position because I had a procedure. I would give one to the kid and one for me. One for the kid and two for me. That's that's product sampling. Absolutely. I had to make sure they were getting something good. Damn right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, daughter looking out for the kid so they get more candy. And what it is. They, and, you know, I have to tell you how we do, we put like a little tray out front and a big box and we put a little sign, please take one. Now I thought, because I was a, I was a real nasty little kid, right? I thought what that, I, heard, yeah. I thought that no kid's just going to take one. What if I told you that, what if I told you if we had maybe a hundred kids last night, 150 kids come by? And you know mm-hmm. we have what they don't know is we have a security camera so I can watch, <laughs> and the kids were terrific except for like one or two. Like there was like a the set, little, the yeah, little budding yeah. Jim Herring. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. The little uh, he they were mostly Bastard. like seventh graders. <laughs> you know the little kids who were like eight nine years old. They took one candy dutifully and went on their way. They were terrific. I'm talking maybe. 85%, 90% of the kids. Then, like, the older kid will come along with bigger hands, and they take one handful. <laughs> and then one kid was really great. I was watching him. He was the first to get to the box, and yeah. he takes one candy out, and then he stands to the side. And all the other kids come along and take one candy. And then when they're all done and they turn their back and start walking away, he reaches back and takes another candy <laughs> I thought, well, there you go, you little thief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they start young. He's going to be a Democrat one day. I'm sure and, uh... he is. <laughs> he's going to be a, pol- a Democratic politician. That's what he's going to be. There you go. You know, uh, hey, you know that's how it works. Hey, listen. Starts young. Um, they're changing the story with this Paul Pelosi attack. Every uh, a- freaking day. Oh, my gosh. You know, first they said that... Um, he was a friend. Dave DePapey was, and I've heard his name pronounced DePapey, DePapey, and DePape. So feel free to call him whatever you want. Well, apparently he's from Canada. So oh, Canada. Yes. Um, yeah, and it, that, because he's a citizen there. His name may him, be Trudeau, for all I know, you know. That could be. <laughs> well, he can't have guns there. That's why if that, I had a hammer, that's I'm true. probably from Canada. By the way, Bill, are they going to uh, start uh, outlawing hammers now? I mean, it, will that be the next thing, time well, to turn I in your hammer? They should. Yes, and will it be all hammers? Oh, will it be the dangerous claw hammer? Or maybe the ball peen hammer. You know, that's oh, always a. Yeah, the oh, ball peen. That, that was, well, the claw one. The, the, the claw. That's true. The claw has. Uh, it's an assault hammer when you think about that's it, right? right? Really, yeah. when you think about it, it is. And then, you yes. know, you can't have a hammer with, you know, a claw unless you got nails to go with it. And well, uh, you got to outlaw those, too. Oh, well, there'll be a run on nails. You know that. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a big, big run on nails. So. Uh, anyway, the story has changed. First it was, and here's the part they haven't answered yet, Bill. Mm-hmm. They said that the police were called. They arrived four times faster than they would for any other call in the, uh, the city of San Francisco. They arrived in two minutes. Right. Okay. That means that it takes normally eight minutes, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were in two minutes and... I guess they still haven't explained how the door got open because when the door was open, they found 
the pape was in this he had one arm on Pelosi's forearm and the other arm they were struggling to get control of the hammer both now, so both hands are occupied therefore how did they open the door did they dance to the door think about it did they dance over to the door and while the pape held his forearm Pelosi reached down and opened the door, still struggling for the hammer with his other arm. Did they have a mysterious third person in the room who they have never identified and now seem to deny existed? Well, you see, there's another problem, too. Yeah. One that I encountered. Maybe it's just my intelligence And level. it could be. It could be, yes. It really could be. But apparently, the Pepe or the PP or whatever his name <laughs> yes, is, whatever you want, to call uh, he had zip ties. Yes. Now, according to the story, he zip tied Pelosi's hands and anything else he could well, zip tie. I, I think they've, ch- I think they've changed that. But that's in print that I read last night. He was zip tied. Well, I heard the police. They didn't have the. Uh, the actual like body camera footage, you know, the what are they, the police were these little cameras? Not. No, they didn't have the body cams. No, but they have a recorded message saying there's uh, something happening at the Pelosi house, and uh, and he, he, the person has been identified as David, my friend. I mean, well, see, I heard the story. David came in and woke, woke Pelosi and asked him where Nancy was yes. because he wanted to break her kneecaps. <laughs> Uh, if she didn't answer some questions right, and then when he said, "Well, she's not here," he was mipped. But that he was, he then said he'd wait. Yeah, he said he'd wait. But then, of course, he was zip tied. Yes. and he was trying to get away to make a phone call. Wanted to get to no, the no, elevator. No, no. But in the then house. he but then he said, "I have to go to the bathroom." Now, well, he, yeah, he was, did he, that was he zip tied when he went to the, the bathroom? For the phone in there, so he went to the bathroom to make a phone call. Which the paper to making the phone calls. Well, we can't have the police involved. You mean he didn't kick down the door and no, no. stop it right there in the bathroom? Had to let him make that call. But even before that, let's talk about how DePape got in. Have you seen the pictures of the uh, back door that he supposedly got in? The mm. back door is shut, locked. He supposedly took that that hammer and broke the glass, but the glass was lamin- It was between laminates, so it had like a plastic coat on one side, and a plastic coat on the other side, so it didn't shatter. Okay, yeah, it's not and, really breakable glass. Yeah, right. So he used the claw uh, hammer to break the glass, but the hole wasn't big enough for the pape to, to no, no for pape to the pape to get through. He couldn't maneuver himself through the hole in the wall, and and the door was locked, and he didn't unlock the door. The picture has the door closed with the hole in it. So there's so many questions. Well, the cops came up, you know, and they opened the door and they saw the two wrestling for the hammer. Yeah. But they didn't do anything right then. They waited until the pape got the hammer and hit Pelosi. Yes. And then uh, they intervened. Well, the thing that gets me is that sup- I heard, Bill, I heard, I know, I know. I heard in one of the reports that they were, they were struggling to get control of the hammer. And supposedly a cop said, drop the hammer. And Pelosi, being a good law-abiding citizen, decided to comply with a police officer and release the hammer. And DePape, being the Weasley criminal that he was, now had control of the hammer, at which point he bopped Pelosi on the head. So it was a direct result of the police officer saying, drop the hammer. I mean, it, 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 this is mind-boggling. And no one has, of this point, Bill, has answered, where was the security? Well, that's a good question, you know, because, you know, now Nancy is protected in Washington, D.C. with the Capitol Police, right. the security there. Mm-hmm. But apparently it does, doesn't do squat out in California at no. their house. Well, it's, is it, they're supposed to be there 24-7, seven days a week, 365, because they're supposed to protect her family, too. They were supposed. They have pictures of the guards standing there. Uh, they there were guards there after the assault, but where were the guards during the assault? Plus, 
Mm-hmm. They have pictures of the security cameras and the alarm system. Um, uh, is it broken? Didn't didn't they go off? You know what they haven't released any of the security camera footage of course from not. from other houses. Well, then you might get the real thing. Now you know this happened on Friday, the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pelosi, she saw her husband on Sunday morning. Uh, the motorcade left the house. Uh, highly guarded and secured. Now, okay, I get that. So Pelosi didn't come on Friday to be by her su- husband's side. Apparently not Saturday. The first thing she did when she came in from D.C., I, I got to go home and get a drink and I get, 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 get a flower and, and put on some new high heels. You know? Uh, <laughs> you know, she, she went home first. Wouldn't you want to go see your loved one who was assaulted? Well, wasn't she in Washington? So she had to fly out. She had to fly. Yeah, yeah. and she went straight home. Yeah, and then I would have thought I would have thought she would have whatever she was wearing, you know, grabbed a coat or, or something. Good enough. Hop on a plane. You know, there's clothes back in in California. I'm going. I'm. You know, this is an emergency. My husband's been attacked. Right, but according to the the, the news article that I was reading last night, uh, she. Uh, they didn't say she went home first, mm-hmm. but she left. It, the motorcade was seen leaving the house. What, did, was she going there to, all right, let, let's get our story straight on this one. Well, you know, Bill, she, it's, gone from being, it's gone from being a leftist gay nudist attack, right? Mm-hmm. As of today, they're blaming it on the MAGA. And this is the thing that really ticks me off. Well, they started, Joe started that. Yeah, this is because of all the right-wing rhetoric. What about all the left-wing rhetoric? You know, maybe there's too much negativity out there on both sides, and we need to disarm our mouths. I I forgot which uh, Democratic aide said this, but never let a good crisis go to waste. And that's what is happening here. They're changing the narrative of this story on a daily basis. For example, they said it was a wellness check. On a wellness check, yeah. you don't race to the scene with a siren on. But they have well, audio, the other thing they have audio that, of them racing the police. You can hear the sirens pulling up to the house. Plus, you know, they, they said that Paul called. But to, to not give away what he was doing, he talked in code so they knew that there was somebody in yeah. the house. All right, uh, don't you think that... We all should know what that code is uh, when you call the police to, you know, uh, hi, this is Mr. It Up uh, It Night. You know, <laughs> well, also, you, also you, say, the, you know, they said in that call that it was his friend, David, his friend, David. Uh, why was it omitted that Pelosi called him David? How did he know his name? Uh, he called him a friend. When he called nine one one, that's a fact. He called well, him a you know friend. What? I, I wonder what David was doing back when Pelosi, um, you know, was drunk driving, and uh, if he was uh, in the car with him. Let's say you have an alarm system, and you have motion sensors, and you have all of these wonderful gadgets, and you have to break into the house through a glass door with laminate on it. Which means that it doesn't just shatter. It hold, you have to really, like you said before, it's like it's like unbreakable glass. You have to keep tr- whacking at it for it to break. My question is: Do you think that the neighbors might have heard at two thirty in the morning someone whacking <laughs> at a glass door? You know, several times. I mean, it must have taken several whacks to uh, get the glass broken. Well, I would wonder too. You know, okay, she's a politician. They have money. They live out in San Francisco. Yeah, you're really not supposed to have guns, but, you know, you're telling me there was not a firearm in that house. Uh, Obviously, not a security guard with a gun who would be licensed to carry a gun. But I would tend to say that, you know, there would have been a, a pass given to the Pelosi's had they had a gun inside the house for protection. You don't, you know, look, I know from personal experience, if I hear a at the door, crack, bang, boom, I don't go down to answer the door 
And if I come down to see what the commotion is, there's probably a nine millimeter in my hand. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I know. All. Yes. You don't want to knock on his door at two thirty in the morning. Okay. No, no, no. it's not going to be a pretty sight. I'm there in my underwear. And, yes. and but you're, you won't notice the underwear because yeah. <laughs> you'll be ducking that bullet. <laughs> well, you know, you would think that seeing that this was the, this was the home of the person who's second in line to the presidency. Okay. So you would think that maybe there would be guards on the perimeter, which there is supposed to be, and there would be a guard in the house like there probably was supposed to be. Now, did Pelosi pull his rank and kick them all out and say, get out of here? I mean, I'm going to have a guest tonight, and I don't want you around. I mean, I know they say I was watching Tucker last night, and I guess he's met Paul Pelosi, and he said Paul Pelosi is a, is a genuinely nice man. He's a gentleman, and this shouldn't have happened. And and I agree with him. Nobody should be attacked with a with no, anything, no, no, no. anything. But the reason why we're making a, a little light of this is because there are so many holes in an obvious, ridiculous story. Pelosi is a nice guy. Maybe he should come clean on this one, but then, you know, trying to protect the reputation of Nancy. And, Paul, you really don't have to because she's pretty well spelled out what she is in just her own rhetoric. And if she really does love him, why wasn't she there at his side as quick as possible? I don't see that. I don't see all the telltale signs of a couple in love. I don't see all the telltale signs of a story that is cohesive. I see um, bits and pieces of them trying to scrape together a story. In the FBI report, they never mention that DePapey is an illegal alien. Canadian. Never, yeah, never mention in the FBI report. By the yeah, way, now, the FBI has taken uh, control of the investigation. Uh, the Justice Department is now in charge and the local police are just a support group. You know, they're just there to help in case you need something delivered. You know, you want us to drop off uh, some coffee for the guys who are doing the real investigation, we'll swing by. That's it. Now, if you're from Canada, you can come across the border to visit. It's, it's open border yeah. for you to come across, visit. You can stay here for six months. Mm-hmm. After six months, you say, I'm going to be here a little longer. Uh-oh. No, and no, 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 six no. months. But after one year... Oh. Then you've crossed over into the threshold of illegal. But you can get around it, Bill. You can get around it. And the way to get around it is to take a flight to Venezuela and then then come up through the Mexican corridor. So you catch a bus. Yeah, and and come across our southern border. Or a truck. Uh Uh-huh. Back of a pickup. Yeah. And then, yeah, right across the border. Boy, that would be easy. And... You would you would get uh, benefits. Well, they'd put in, you up in a tent city in New York if you get to New York. Well, yeah, or a hotel room, a nice one too, if they don't have the tents up. Yep. So, no, yeah, you, you could be really good there. We're doing it for people from around the world right now. People from India, Afghanistan, from from uh, the Ukraine. If you can get to the southern border and get across, you're good as gold. Well, um, I got to ask you a question because, you know, we hear all the FBI rhetoric and they're doing this and the story is changing and they, they talk about the the attacker wanted to break uh, Nancy Pelosi's knees to make an example yeah. of Democrats in Congress. Key words, the feds allege. They allege, which means it's not a fact. They're just saying that. You know, so mm-hmm. are they presuming? Because when you assume, presume, yes, you make an ass out of you and me, yes. and that's what they're doing. <laughs> or do they have fact, you know, factual proof that he he, he did say that? Well, you're asking me. I, I can't give you a good answer because I've lost faith in our investigative institutions like the FBI. I used to be a big fan and think that they were neutral and right on down the line they would Mm -mm. they would be impartial 
but I don't believe it anymore, especially under this. You've uh, lost that religion. Yeah, especially under this attorney general. He is yeah. unbelievable. They don't mention the third person anymore. That's been completely, completely dropped from the story. He was mentioned initially. That was somebody who was there. They never gave a, a name of who he was, but uh, he was mentioned. And now you know what's happened over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed in the election status in all the key states. However, they say, well, it's a tight race. And in our survey that we did, we found that, uh, yes, people would like a Republican in charge, but they don't like any of the Republicans. So, in yeah. other words, they're yeah, taking right. this distraction and changing the narrative. Well, that's what that's what the whole purpose. This is their October surprise, albeit one that wasn't really planned. It was like, whoa. Well, let's so see whether this will work thing for coming. us. Yeah, I maybe 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 not. Maybe they figured this will this will carry them through. I don't think it will. By the way, I don't know whether you heard this or not, but in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. Fetterman's hometown paper, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, endorsed Doctor Oz. Now that's amazing. Because I think that's the first time in years that the Post Gazette has endorsed a Republican. This is a big deal, and yeah. uh, it's a, well, it goes back. I mean, that goes back to the Reagan years. Yeah, it, like it, it does. It does. Now, Bill, I'm still think, leaning towards you. I hear other talk shows saying it's going to be a red wave. It's going to be a landslide. Mm -hmm. it, I just don't know. It's a week from today, by the way. Yeah, you know, the, the stories of the ballot boxes being stopped, uh, they say, well, we've fact-checked it, and we've done uh, extensive Google word searches and keyword searches. That's all bunk. So they're they're doing their little, well, we fact-checked it, and it's just not yeah. true. They didn't stuff any ballots in the boxes. You notice how fast... Mail didn't catch fire. You notice how fast the uh, left has gone after Twitter now? Now they're talking about Twitter like it's a bad thing because Elon Musk owns it now. Well, you know, Elon Musk pulled a tweet that he did. He says, you, you know, he said, it's possible that something might be a, just a little bit mm -hmm. wrong with the Pelosi story. And the left blew up on it. You know what? And you know what? The, so you know he what, pulled it. And you know what he referenced? He referenced a story from a left-leaning webpage, Politico. It wasn't like he was pointing to a right-wing web page with a conspiracy theory. It right. was a left-leaning web page with a honest question, and they went nuts. I think that um, they're, they're desperate, but I also just worry about the steel. You know, Bolsonaro's and Lulu down in Brazil, President Trump said, don't concede. It's obviously that it's there's been some hanky-panky down there, too. I guess they have the same voting machines that we used. And well, you know, let me ask you a question. The voting machines, they, they were factually rigged before we ever used them. And that's a proven fact that they did that they, because the machines can be manipulated. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, when somebody bought them here, and the company, keep in mind now, the company was going under. It was going bankrupt. And then all of a sudden, you know, you guys used it here to steal the election. Here's why. Well, then, then that, gave that, that, that gave that company a second wind uh, that, to defend itself and the left having to defend the steal. And all of a sudden, these are the safest machines out there. And you have slandered this company and cost them everything. No, they were losing everything before we ever, the first person cast a vote. So let's be honest about it. And, you know, you funded a company that was going under. Bolsonaro's probably won the election because, and literally it was within like a point. He got like 49.7% and the other guy got 50.5%. Three percent. I mean, it was really close. The story in the news today was the people in Brazil are holding their breath because Bolsonaro's hasn't made any comments. He's been quiet since the election, and they're wondering what's going on. He hasn't conceded. He hasn't said a word to the country. Trump never conceded. No, he has not. 
My question is, Bolsonaro's is he going after the? Is he doing an audit of some kind in Brazil? Is there something that he's doing in Brazil that we should have done here that we you know, didn't do? The worst, most powerful, powerful thing you can do to the other side is say nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nothing. Yep. Because then their their mind goes wild. I still question as to whether it's going to be an honest uh, election here on Tuesday. I don't think it will, but I do think one thing will happen. And that is a lot of us know that 2020 was stolen. And if it happens again with the same scenario, I think a lot of other people will know it was stolen. And then it's a matter of not what you, Jim Harrington, or I, Bill Knight, will do, and not that we're recommending that anybody do anything. Right. But are you going to sit there and watch them just dismantle America? Oh, they've pretty much already dismantled it. That's a very good question. Uh, I think that it's it's something they're, they're aiming to do. I think well, the, they've already they're they're dismantling the party. They've already they've already labeled us. They've done a good job labeling us. So well, anything that happens, oh, they have made marbles. MAGA out to be a despicable term. They've mm-hmm. made MAGA out to be equivalent to a Nazi. They've called us just about everything. And now in this Pelosi case, they're trying to make it our fault that he was assaulted, and everything. Rational points towards just the opposite. It was somebody from the other side, from their side, who attacked him. Well, every picture is of Pelosi with the puppy dog face. Even when they talk about her son saying what happened and everything, well, his then his picture should be there. Mm-hmm. No, it's a sad Nancy. You know, Klaus Schwab was uh, speaking in an interview. Mm-hmm. talking about how he was happy with the way things were going in the world, how he was getting control, not he, the World Economic Forum, and and its ilk, its members, were finally starting to get control of governments and that they were doing it by taking control of the countries, the individual countries' cabinets. And mm-hmm. uh, he says it here. Listen. And I have to say... Um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even um, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina, and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece- at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. Correct. Right. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina, and uh, it's true in France now. Mm-hmm. I'm here with the president, with a young global leader. Someone said to me once, the Nazis didn't lose the war. They've just had more patience. And I can't help when I hear that. Think but think still fighting this war, that th- war. That, these people are a direct result of World War II. They have yeah. a similar philosophy, and they've had an incredible amount of patience They've built up an amazing war chest of money. They have a network of people around the globe. And they're they're fighting the war in a quieter way. No so bombs. Is Nazi Germany still alive and I don't think it's there. Germany. I don't think it's Germany, Bill. I think it's they're beyond borders. I think this is an organization. You know, they work out of Davos, Switzerland. Why? Because it's a neutral country. They don't have the armies, they don't have the influence, the country doesn't. So I'm just it's saying. artificial government. But I, no, I think that they I think they believe that they're taking control of individual countries' governments, meaning they're taking control of the United States government. And right now, if you look at what's happening in our country, it would appear as if they are taking control of our country. 
go north to Canada. What happened last they week? They, they, took, they got rid of handguns. You can't have a handgun in Canada anymore. This week, they're trying to take control of the Internet in Canada so that everything is censored through a government lens. Everything has to go through the government mm. before it goes to you. So if you do a search on something, even before you know about it, it's screened. Do you know? This is what the Canadians want. If you do a search for something they don't like you searching, you won't get a result. Is it what the Canadian people want or what the powers that be there want? It's what the powers that be right. want. And and the Canadians are the victims. The Canadian people are the victims. This guy, Trudeau, is unbelievable. And his staff around him, you know, when you control a government, you really control a hell of a lot. I mean, you have the military, you have every facet of the government at your disposal. You, It's right. hard. The only way you can change things if they control the elections too, God, the only way you can change things is through revolution. I mean, that's... Well, and that's where things could be headed. But I don't know. I am not a fortune teller, and I am not uh, encouraging people to do anything. But if things are changing in a direction that you did not want them to go, uh, generally speaking, and, and this is the, the thing that the Democrats taught, well, you know, when you lose, you just have to admit it. Well, if you lost in a fair election, yeah, you accept it, you admit it, and move on, because that means that you were outvoted. But if the votes that were cast were not counted, then did you really lose? You didn't. Well, the other thing is this. I heard somebody say, this is years ago, and I've never forgot it, that we should start our own party, meaning these people should have started their own party and gone after our government. And I heard one of their leaders say, no, 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 no. We'll just take control of an existing party. Well, We've, that's, and that's what Bernie what's Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have been trying to do in AOC. They're socialists. They've taken control of the Democrats. Of the Democratic Party. And people say, well, how can you have Nazi, f fascist, you know, people and socialists together? You realize that it, National Socialist Party was what the Nazi Party was. You know, it, they're still fighting the war. As far as it's not really fighting the war, but they're taking their flag and running with it you know, in the, a different way. This guy's about eighty years old, Klaus Schwab. You look at. Other people who are in control or, or want control. N Nancy Pelosi's 82. Mm -hmm. Dianne Feinstein is in her upper 80s. Y you would think to yourself, these people should be retired and relaxed. Why do they keep fighting for control at their age? What is it that makes them stay and want to be in the game? Do you well, know? What do they know that we don't know? Because oh. obviously. You don't want to be in power if you no longer can have, you know, control of your faculties. But yeah, well, look at look at Biden. He, does he have control of his faculties? I well, mean, he and Fetterman both don't have control of their faculties. But. That's exactly right. But why why do they still fight to get the the power? There is something at the end of that trail that is beyond a pot of gold that they know that we don't know. And maybe we talked about it yesterday with Laura yeah. Logan. I don't know, but somebody once said, wealth is one thing, but real wealth is power. That's true. And That's true, Bill. You, yeah. Yeah. And when you have power, you have it all. And if you have power and immortality. Anybody who was an observer and looked at our country during the Trump administration, forget the fact that Trump was president. If you don't like Trump, just put him aside for this a second. Just look at how our country was performing during his four years. We had a robust economy. 
Our supply systems were running well, so we had all the foods and things that we needed. We had fuel. We had all of these things working well. You would have thought if you wanted what was best for our country, if you wanted our country to continue along that uh, road to prosperity, you wouldn't have messed it around. You wouldn't have screwed it up like they've done. But you know, Bill, they purposely, purposely screwed up our country. Why? Well, that was the point I was going to say. You go back to World War I, that war was created by the banks of the world. You can go on forward and forward and forward in time. And, I, you know, Jen Psaki was saying, well, you know, this, uh, the inflation, that was, it was, it was a global issue and there wasn't anything the Democrats could do about it. Well, I'm saying that in inflation doesn't just happen, right? You know, it is done by people. Yes. You're absolutely 100% correct. So when inflation happens or or things like this happen that crash things it's because somebody wanted to crash it yes. and joe biden drove that bus it's an intentional action you're absolutely mm-hmm. correct let me tell you about another thing which kind of ties into this which makes you go hmm last week we talked about boston when you were up in boston yeah. we talked about the laboratory in boston that was making unbeknownst to the CDC, was making a deadly strain of COVID, but they denied it. They said, no, we're trying to actually, we made it deadly so we could figure out a way to knock it down or something like that. They made some lame excuse. This just came out yesterday. Scientists in London lab just created a mutant super strain of COVID, and it's reportedly lethal. British scientists have reportedly deliberately created a deadly hybrid COVID strain in a university lab in London. Now it goes, the story goes on and on. My question is what the hell are these people doing? Well, let me throw a curveball. You know, we're worried about nuclear war because the destruction goes on forever and ever and right. ever, at least through our lifetime. So, you know, and I mentioned yesterday, the story came out again. It was back in 21 that it came out about the, uh, the, the Li Ying, whatever her name was, a, right. uh, a person, a researcher in China who, you know, turned evidence on their government that it was a military. The, the COVID virus was... A benign thing. It didn't do anything, but they in they inserted the bat DNA that made it lethal, mm-hmm. and it was a government military. I think assault. she had to leave the country, Bill. I think she had to sneak yeah. to the United States to say this. Well, that, that story came out five days ago again through uh, Yahoo, and for a reason. But it is an old story. But the simple fact is, it is a manufactured virus. Now, if they took a virus and weaponized it. Because mm-hmm. when you're a military or a government, you know, what better way to conquer and colonize than to take out the population but leave all the infrastructure intact? So here we are at BYU. We've done a virus. Consider that virus a new form of a nuclear bomb. China did it first. We've done it. So now we have and London. Now you're just saying Britain did and it. And now London's doing it. And how do wow. they how do they think they can control us? I don't think you you they've proven if they've proven anything in 2020 in the first covid virus pandemic is it's uncontrollable is that well, once it gets into the public they can't stop it. Well, yes and no because I think the Chinese they introduced a weapon. Now, they didn't know that, that, when you introduce a weapon you have the basics right there to do the antidote. They weren't worried about that. They were worried about putting it out there. And they got it out there. And whether it was accidental or not, they got it out there. Now, here we are at BYU, been working on this thing. You can't tell me that we don't have an antidote 
No, we won't admit well, it. We're not going to. The vaccines the don't virus. work, Bill. Then they weren't intended to work. They were probably intended to help boost this thing along. You know, uh, Rochelle Walensky is the CDC director. She said this. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Okay, that's the uh, CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. Uh, cut to yesterday. Mm-hmm. She just uh, rebounded to a positive again. She was found to have COVID last week. And I guess she took the therapeutics, and she thought she was getting better, and she rebounded again. She's had all of the shots. You know, Biden had his fifth shot, supposedly, last week, although we never know what's in that that needle. You don't know whether he's getting saline for all we know. And when he's sitting well, you in don't his- know, Yeah, nobody knows what they're getting, and we're not supposed to know, but they are really... I heard a Walgreens commercial going, how many shots have you given, you know? Oh, I've given about a thousand through Walgreens. Oh, a hundred thousand, you know, and it was all about getting your shots, getting that COVID shot. And mm. I'm like going, they're shoving this down our throat. And then you're hearing almost on a daily basis about kids having a seizure on the soccer field or the football mm. field and uh, young tennis players keeling over and dying. You're hearing about all these tragedies. I heard a figure, it was ridiculous, it was like 27,000 people have died from COVID. They think. They haven't been able to say they died from the shot, but they seem to die after they get the shot. They get their shot, they go out and they play football, and they die. Mm-hmm. And these are sometimes 18-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids, and they're in the best shape of their life, supposedly? Well, I do believe that when COVID was introduced by China, uh, I think it was a bad virus, but the flu is a bad virus too, and that seemed to be eradicated. And I always used to sit there and say, it's not COVID, it's fluid, you know, that, that, that's out there. Yeah, there are some COVID deaths, but there were, there were flu deaths in those numbers too. But now with the new strains, again, if you look at this from a military point of view, China created a bomb. It's a biological bomb. We have now we now have that bomb, and Great Britain has got that bomb. What other labs in the world? Oh, I was just going to ask you that, Bill. Just going to ask you that. If these are the two that we know of, Boston, right. BU, and this London University. Well, you know, the the only big power that we haven't mentioned that maybe doesn't have it is Russia, but yet there are all the biological labs in the Ukraine that we run. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of things going on with this war with, with the Ukraine and Russia, and I'm not saying Putin's a good guy, but I'm sure as hell not saying Zelensky's a good guy. And we shouldn't be involved in somebody else's squirmish. I'm sorry, but we shouldn't. Right. Uh, and we're sending too much money over there. Unless what you're telling me is that money doesn't mean anything because we can do whatever we want, print whatever we want, pay whatever we want. Yeah. And the, the money is just, it's just a shoestring to lead you along. And if that's the case, we're on to your hoax. Well, they used to have to, we talked about this the other day. They used to have to have silver and gold behind the money. Get and then they, they changed that. They just made them notes, meaning an IOU. So when you get Wipe a piece out of everybody's debt, let's, let's clear it. Yeah. I don't understand how they could have these, these labs making these deadly viruses in major metropolitan cities like Boston and London. Uh, what are these people thinking at the very least in the Ukraine, for example, at least they had them out in the woods. They were along the Russian border well, in the woods. In in now they're making this this junk up in uh, Boston and London and I'm sure other cities too. Well, you know, if you build a secure location out in the middle of nowhere, somebody's going to know about it because you hired construction workers. What are they doing out there? It's out in the middle of nowhere. What are they up to? Something nefarious. But if you sit there and go rent office space. In uh, downtown Manhattan, or, uh, oh, I don't know, let's uh, in Boise, Idaho, 
you know, get an old bank building in downtown Boise. Who's going to know? Who the hell is going to know? I don't understand the logic, Bill. I don't understand how they can logically be making this these viruses and not only making, they're not duplicating what we've already had. They're making it deadlier. Well, keep in mind that Boston, there are a lot of pharmaceutical companies based in the oh, uh, absolutely. Boston and I New think, England area. I yes. mean, don't want to go into all the details, but I've seen some of the salaries that are going through there, and I drop my, my jaw. You yeah. know, 26-year-old kids that are making $175,000 a year, mm-hmm. and they really don't know anything about what they're making because that's not their thing. Their job is to distribute. They're a dealer. What are they promoting out there? But Boston is a logical place to hide a biological lab when you think about it. And a university, even more perfect. Well, if you want more of this stuff, then you should vote Democratic because that's, this has all come to fruition mm-hmm. under Biden. You know, before Biden, the Chinese had the, the lab that uh, supposedly the Wuhan virus was developed in, but uh, you didn't hear about stuff like this. But under Biden, you're hearing about labs in Boston, London. You're hearing about all sorts of stuff. Another story that we should mention today, Bill, is uh, the Ukrainian military supposedly is continuing to inflict heavy casualties on the Russian forces. I mean, this, this is nonsense. This is obviously coming from the Ukrainian military. They're saying they're having victory after victory against the mean, evil Russians. They said that the Russian casualty figures, those reported by Ukraine, broke the 70,000 killed mark on Saturday. Uh, If that number is accurate, then the Russian military has suffered between 140,000 and 210,000 total casualties. One killed usually means Two or three wounded. That's what they're they're figuring. Well, you know what? I don't buy the numbers, but maybe they're right. I don't know. And if they are right, you know, Zelensky, a comedian, mm-hmm. didn't come in there as a war genius. Uh, no. I'm just telling you right now, he's not. Even even dictators of third world countries, they come in and they they get the suit and they put on all the fake you know military badges. They actually don't know squat. You know, somebody has to go to school and study war and the history of war and the war games and to get the strategies and everything down. And then you look at what you have in your arsenal. Zelensky's got none of that. As a matter of fact, I never see him. I see him in a pressed T-shirt and pressed jeans mm-hmm. and talking about, hey, you know, he's out there fighting. You know what? He hasn't even picked up a shovel. You know, the the break is sweat digging a hole. Why, after 80 years, did we send our, uh, was it 101st Airborne, over to Romania, three miles from the Ukrainian border, for war games? Why well, didn't we put why some did, nukes? I was just going to say, why did we send some of our portable nukes over to Europe? Now, mind you, he was quick to leave Afghanistan and leave all of our equipment behind there, which now they're also talking about the fact that we're short on supplies for our own troops. We, we don't have all the equipment we need for our troops, but we can afford to leave $89 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan because well, Biden doesn't think we need it, but yet he has to send billions of our, our dollars over to the Ukraine for a proxy mm-hmm. war, and also now send our our troops so close that I'm sure they can hear the the uh, artillery shells popping over the Ukrainian border. Well, I don't maybe understand. That's why this. they're working. Maybe that's why they're working on, on these viruses. The only thing they got to figure out is for the virus to go in and kill and dissipate, and then they got the perfect weapon. And also, this administration is going after. Uh, activists from the other side, meaning people who have a different political point of view. Case in point, uh, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. If you're not familiar yeah. with those names, yes, yeah, let me let me tell you who they are. They were the people who produced a really really interesting movie called Two Thousand Mules. They and Dinesh D'Souza and uh, 
some other people, put their money together, and they spent months putting this together, and it was incredibly accurate. It was a movie of proof. See, it's not something they could fabricate. They had to. They were showing you real vote dumps. You know, where where the people were dropping bunches of ballots off and things like that, and they were explaining what was going on. Well, let me tell you what happened to uh, to Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. L- late last week, it was reported that Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht were threatened with jail time if they didn't comply with a court order saying that they should give up their confidential informant in the Connick investigation. He was the uh, CEO. Eugene Yu was the CEO of Connick. He was arrested earlier this month in Michigan in connection with the theft of personal data. And uh, there's a, a long story behind that, but we haven't got time for that. But they went after Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips because they wanted to know the confidential informant they had uh, that gave them information about this, this guy, Eugene Yu, and the Connick organization. Investigative reporter George Webb was down. I think they were in Houston. Uh, here's what happened yesterday. Okay, George Webb here in Houston, and uh, the Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht have been taken into custody by U.S. Marshals. I just saw the judge read out a um, kind of a, hey, you guys haven't complied. It all comes down to this meeting in this Dallas hotel where they were accessing supposedly the Connect servers. And so uh, Catherine Engelbrecht is not at this meeting. Uh, Only Greg Phillips is. He said he's a confidential informant. He said this other gentleman named Mike Hansen, Mike Hansen, who was there, also was a confidential informant for the FBI. And the defense also said the other third person uh, was also a confidential informant. They just don't want to give up the name of the third person. Again, um, Catherine Engelbrecht here is being put on the hook for something Greg Phillips is saying. And I don't think, I don't think uh, she knows that this is a very typical. Uh, if they can't get you actually committing the crime, they get you on a process crime. Um, and the process crime here is obstruction of justice. The process crime here is contempt of court. Uh, so if they don't get you one way, they're going to try to get you the other way. And I really would suggest that she split herself and her attorneys from the Phillips attorneys. I think this is a big mistake. They're going to have one day of, of on the 10th floor is the jail here. The 11th floor is, uh, floor is where the court is. They're going to be held here in custody for one day and, and uh, sweating, you know, sweat box, hot box, the witness until she gives this up. And then she's going to be an accessory to the fact. Again, I think they're sweating the witness here. This is the process that's going on. I I urge, I I spoke to um, Ivory Hecker. I gave her, I've seen this before in Washington, D.C. so many times by Adam Schiff at the the Roger Stone trial. I've seen it with the fake DNC emails. This is sweating the witness to try to get processed crimes. Uh, Mike Flynn trial, the John Keon trial. I've seen seen this a million times. Split the defense. Ask for a split defense right now because otherwise the Phillips team will take you right over. Okay, so this is not unusual. This happens, uh, especially yeah. this is a process that is done by the left. They go after you this way. They, they And this is why Trump shouldn't, I don't think he should be a witness at the January 6th hearing. Not because no. he's going to lie, but they'll get him in the slip up. And they'll arrest well, yeah, him. they set you up with a question that no matter how you answer it, yep. you're done. Exactly. You know, that, that's an attorney trick that they do all the time that you can't. And it has nothing to do with what they're accusing you of. It has everything to do with it's a tactic to win. And they're going supposedly to indict Trump after the midterm elections. That's the story on the street now. Uh, oh yeah, they are... first it was days, now it's weeks. It was weeks before they're going to indict, indict, indict. Well, I think, I think... They, they say that, Bill, to to uh, soften us up so we're not surprised. You know, if yeah. It, well, it... they're going to do it, but they're probably going to do it. They're going to go after him. But what they want to do, they can't just take a hit out on the guy because it would be too obvious. So the thing that they're doing, it's just like the the case in New York. Um, 
where they're not going after Trump, they're going after the company. And they, they make it like, well, we're not going after Trump. We're going after his company. We're not going after Trump. We're going to take his money away. Without going That's into specific detail, I was thinking this morning before the show started, but I was reading a story about Trump had filed a suit against uh, a group of people, including Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the Russia hoax. And uh, it was filed in front of a court in, I think, Miami. And it was the judges were two Clinton appointees. Of course. If you don't think that means something, you are delusional. Okay? It means a heck of a lot because the judge threw it out. And now Hillary wants court costs from Trump. She wants to have Trump pay for her legal expenses for defending herself in that court. And I'm sure, based upon what's happened in the past, Trump is probably going to have to pay. The whole left has the system right now. The left has the system, and they're using it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When Trump was defending himself on the Russian collusion thing, Mm -hmm. he did do it. It cost him money, right? Sure. Well, then Hillary owes him money. No, no. They said she was found. They they dismissed the case. That was the part I left out of the She got a fine. She got a fine. 1,000 bucks, but. I missed that part. Because they yeah, said she you, got fined for like fifteen hundred or one thousand or fifteen hundred bucks. Well, if that's the and case, that was then a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, it's an admission of guilt. I would think. Even if no, they said she's not. She didn't admit guilt, but uh, they found her guilty, and that that was her that was her sentence. <laughs> this is games, folks. We're being maneuvered. We're being manipulated. Wake up. If you are on the left, if you are historically Democrat and you just think that things are going along as they've always gone along, you're mistaken. Today's Democrat will sit there and go. (laughs) It's a you win situation, Bill. For a lot of people, it's just my side won. It's almost like a a sporting event. It's almost like a sporting event. And that's not what that's not what's happening. We're having a quiet civil war. No guns, no explosions, but there's a war going on as we speak. But there are people getting hurt because oh. they know that the reason that uh, they're getting hurt is that people's, you know, they're getting fed up with everything. And we are getting to a boiling point. And when is this kettle going to blow up? You know, and mm-hmm. that's, and, and the election is very important because they do have to maintain control because it is going to be the only way that they can stop anything and silence. I get the know, impression, the Bill. Talkers. I get the impression from the people who are in the know that if we overwhelm them, if we have so many votes out there, if we swamp the system with red votes, they just can't catch up. I doubt that because I think they can manipulate the votes. Yeah. I think they can. Well, I, I think they can too. And, and and the simple fact is, you know, we swamp them, and we win this time, like we did in 2016. They'll just come back, and during the four years or the two years, they're going to deny. Oh, that's not my congressman. That is not my senate. You know, they stole this thing, and we're going to take it back. Mm. And they're going to use that as a rally to come back. Well, we could go on and on. This has been an interesting program, at least for you and I. I've enjoyed talking to you about all this yeah. stuff. Uh, hopefully our listeners enjoyed it too, and they'll come back and be uh, a, a listener again tomorrow. You can contact us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868, or you made it even simpler by saying 833-LET'S-VOTE. I like that, Bill. That's very good. Uh, yeah. For the- hey, you know it's important. Uh, a lot of people are voting now. By the way, in Kansas mm-hmm. and in New Jersey, there was uh, emails going out saying uh, giving false information on where to vote. They don't know who it came from or how it got oh, there. They're just yes. saying ah, it's probably a mistake by somebody, unless yes. of course it's somebody on the right, and yes. then it was intentional. Yeah, they're probably saying you know don't forget to vote on November tenth. Of course, the elections are on the eighth. But hey, no, they're they're giving <laughs> the wrong polling places. Really? Oh my and gosh! I'm going. That's not an intentional. Meaning I mean, like, meaning intentional. like, don't forget to vote at the high school when the actual polling place is the town hall. You know, something like that. That yeah. happened in an election here. They said, well, don't forget, you need to vote 
they they got a brand new um, oh what a, a city hall you know mm-hmm. so you know I went there to vote that's where you're supposed to vote right no 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 they moved it to the high school the old voting place and and I found it by asking around and you know I went there and I said so how's the turnout this was few elections back and they said it's been really long because nobody knows we're here and i said oh Hmm. although there were two lines there was a democrat line that was long and a republican line that was short because they divided it so i'm going so the republicans got the wrong info now it's back to the new you know minister hey listen And we mustn't forget, Bill, there are 250,000 votes out there unverified in Pennsylvania, and nobody has talked about how they're going to fix it. No, they're not going to fix it because the uh, the left has already said they fact-checked it uh, by uh, a powerful word search uh, on Google. <laughs> and it's fake. Oh, fake. yeah. you got to love it. Hey, listen, we've done it. Oh, by the way, we have an email address, don't we? Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Well, we will wrap this sucker up and do it again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, my friend. Enjoy yourself. If the Greeks don't rise and the internet works, I'll be here. Okay, buddy. Take care. See ya.